1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Hanging out with you inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. We're also airing live on Facebook.com backslash Live DT, Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, and, of course, on YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Uh, speaking off the air a little bit, here is as we come back in about uh, some awesome news with the American Athletic Conference. We're here inside of monpopspopcorn.coms what's popping with Commissioner Mike Oresko of the American Athletic Conference, a mainstay here on Wake Up Call inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios and let's bring him in. There's a lot to discuss and of course there is life for ECU and South Florida right now as they continue inside of the baseball world. So let's bring in the commissioner. Mike, how you doing today?
0: Hello, Dan, and great to be with you as usual. Thank you.
1: Absolutely, and uh, we were talking about it uh, off the air, and and uh, you know, obviously the, uh, the the positivity that here in baseball season, uh, East Carolina is still rocking and rolling, and, and not only are they, but we have seen a, an emergence and a, a rise of of South Florida. Just what you can say about what these two teams are doing to represent the conference in the baseball world.
0: Well, you know, very proud of them, Dan. Obviously, uh, you know, South Florida, and that's the, their branding now. You know, they, they prefer to be called that rather than USF. UCF prefers the UCF, uh, you know, uh, moniker. But uh, they came out of nowhere. You know, they were they, you know, they were not one of our, our top teams in the regular season, and they, they won the tournament, and and just have have continued since then. In the meantime, East Carolina always was was one of our top teams, and. I think as you and i discussed before the uh you know the session here uh, on the air uh, east carolina is, is over the last 30 years has come close to the to the college world series a number of times and just hasn't quite made it they've been 90 feet away um a few years ago twice in the same game where they would have been to to omaha so they they're obviously uh you know a terrific team you know cliff godwin does a great job uh but again i think that uh the league has always been good in baseball this year wasn't one of our best years you know Houston wasn't you know up to to par where they usually are UCF uh, has had some really big seasons and, and wasn't quite as good this year uh you know obviously uh, we we you know have have a couple of other teams that uh have, have done well in the past and, and and it wasn't wasn't as quite as you know as as good a season but You know, even when we're down a little, you know, it's really a good baseball league. I think we were ranked, and you can correct me, but I think we were ranked around sixth in the country as a league. And uh, I'm just very proud. I I think it it reflects, Dan, and again, I don't want to get into a, a long discussion of this part of it, but. Because we'll go into it in a minute. I know you're going to ask me a few questions about the playoff and other things. But this just reflects the strength of the league. You know, it's a, We have Final Four team in, in, in basketball. We win the NIT in basketball. We have a team go to the Peach Bowl undefeated and come within a hair of beating Georgia. Really should have won that game. Uh, dominated most of the game. Uh, we also have, uh, you know, a number of, of Olympic uh, sports teams that are, that are doing extremely well. And we have two teams uh, from you know, our women's uh, basketball in the uh, NCAA tournament. We're a multi-bid league in, in college basketball every year. Uh, this league's done a lot, and uh, it's it's right there with the A five, and it uh, just continues to improve each year. So uh, we'll see where it all goes. But baseball, I think, is just a reflection of uh, even when we're not having our best year, we still have a lot of, of a lot of strength.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing is you've we've seen these teams grow, we've seen them evolve, and and like you said, you know, even on an off year or an uncharacteristic year. For one of the schools or a couple of the schools, the, the team is his or the uh, the conference as a whole is is relevant, and we've seen relevancy like you talked about in basketball, in Olympic sports, in football, and uh, of course you know in baseball. Seeing what East Carolina and South and South Florida have been able to do, uh, moving forward here, and you know I I think for me it is uh, it's unique that you know here we are a bunch of years in, uh, heading toward a decade in, and we're still talking about what's a P5, an A5, you know, a P6 and whatnot. Uh, What does the American have to do to prove itself when you're supposed to win games and win championships, that you've done that, and, you know, obviously make a push to make sure that, you know, uh, money that's coming in and, and TV contracts and different things that you try to do. I mean, you have worked very diligently to bring this conference into Uh, prominence. And these teams have done their jobs. These, you know, ADs and and presidents have done their jobs. And coming forward, you know, today, looking at the body of work, it seems almost ridiculous or ignorant to think that the American Athletic Conference is not a premier conference based on championships and everything else that's been done, you know, improvement of facilities and, you know, just, just what the entire team has done under you as well as when we look at uh, each of their respective institutions the american athletic conference is no slouch by any stretch of the imagination so i guess on a monday morning here in june of 2021 i'm a little confused
0: well you know dan it, when you, when you're sort of stuck in this whole g5 business you know the, the group of 5 and and you get relegated to this uh you know uh second class status kind of thing you know which we've, we've fought hard and we know we're not, but that's, that's really a function of branding. And, and it really has an effect on perceptions. Although we have, um, we have fought out of that, as you know, and it's until we, you know, we get to what I call the promised land, which is, you know, a five status and uh, uh, you know, uh, a better position in the college football playoff, you know, we're still going to, going to wrestle with that. I don't think there's much doubt about it, but, you know the the numbers don't lie you know we've um you know you're you're evaluated and you're you know you're you're viewed by how your your best teams do and by the depth you know that you have in your conference and when you look at, at what we've done since 2013 we've had five teams in the top 10 or one was in the top 11 which is essentially that top 10. You now five times dan think about that we've had multiple top 25 teams uh we've had teams in the final you know cfp rankings you know in in the top 10. Uh, Six New Year's Bowl appearances in eight years. One was an automatic in 2013, but we'd have had it anyway if we were in that G5 business. We've got three New Year's Bowl wins against top 10 teams, and we would have had a fourth if we'd hung on and and won this this past year, which we really should have done. And then 52 wins against the A5 in eight seasons, five wins against top 10 non-conference teams. No other G4 even has one. No G4 has finished in the top 10. A 67 26 regular season record against the G5. And you know the regular season is what matters. And uh, we've had 72 future NFL players on our conference championship game rosters. I mean, think about that. We had 27 one year in 2015. 27 players on that field played in the NFL. Talk about power, 180 strength and power. 180 NFL players since 2013. 114 draft picks in the past eight years. This year, Dan, and this is very telling, 19 draft picks, two first-rounders. Big 12 had none. We had two. 19. The combined G4, those four conferences combined, had 15, and we had 19 alone. And we've had 13 first-round selections since 2014, and that's more than the combined total of the other four conferences, which was nine. So, so think about those things, Dan. I mean, the numbers don't lie. Now, we're facing uh, essentially an existential challenge, but it also is an existential opportunity in this new CFP uh, plan, whatever it's going to be. You know, we don't know yet. The working group has not reported back yet. And when they do, we'll have some idea of of how they want to go. There is a meeting in Chicago, as you know, in in June, June 17th and 18th, where whatever they come forward with, uh, you know, prior to that would would be discussed. And we'll be in there fighting hard. You know, I'll be in there. I don't think I'll necessarily have a lot of support in the room because we're kind of caught in the crossfire. You can imagine, you know, the 4G4 and the... uh, but we sold, the point I've been making to, to writers recently, Dan, and it's not to disparage the G4 at all, but we have separated ourselves completely, just as the A5 felt that they had separated themselves at one point down the road. And remember, we were relegated from BCS status as the old Big East to, to this position now at a time when we really didn't have any leverage. And if we had had leverage, we would have fought it, but we didn't. And now we do. And and we've got to get out of that. We've got to exit that G five. It's really critical. I don't you know. I don't know what the setup's going to be down the road. Uh, you know, and, and we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, you know, it's just again, we we know we uh, have achieved a lot. We've earned it. Uh, we're going to continue to earn it. You know, we've got some outstanding football teams this fall with Cincinnati and others. Uh, we're getting better in basketball. Uh, we, uh, you know, we'll continue to do well in Olympic sports. And uh, we'll just, uh, as I keep telling our membership, you know, you got to keep fighting. You know, Archie Manning had an old saying, you got to keep sawing wood. Eventually you get some results.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and that's that's the thing is, you know, to just keep controlling what you can control, which is to go out and, you know, put together good product and make sure that, you know, these teams are winning. And you have done that and you've done that in numerous sports and throughout the years. This is not a fluke. It's not a Cinderella story. So you have your annual meeting that just concludes here recently. What can you say about the biggest uh, takeaways, the the biggest pieces of the American Athletics annual meeting?
0: Uh, yes, Dan. The annual meeting was uh, very upbeat. You know, we had a great year, obviously, but it was also uh, very sobering and serious in terms of what we think we need to accomplish. And also, we look back, and we were we were pleased that we got through COVID uh, safely and that we were able to play. And we were one of the conferences, as you recall, that refused to you know to. Uh, to, to say we could we didn't feel we could play safely we, we said no we can play safely we were one of the originals and uh, we had a great medical group that did an unbelievable job we talked a little about that and you know it's been a tragedy for the country no question and, and with far bigger issues than sports and I commended our, our presidents and chancellors for all the work they had to do on their campus and sports was only a, a you know, a part of that. Well, you could argue a small part. It's also an important part because it's the front porch to the universities, as you know. So that was a discussion. But then we 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 uh, we had a you know a major discussion as well about where we go and how we deal with this CFP and, and what our strategy is going to be. And it's going to be a very very aggressive strategy. We're going to be out there talking about all these things, and and you know working the room. And uh, ultimately, we'll, we'll see where we go. But. Uh, you know, it's, it's clear we talked about, uh, you know, timing and what we need to do. Uh, we talked about the investments we were made, we've made, we made and we're making. And, uh, you know, again, we also will have, as I said, a serious media plan because, you know, I don't know whether a lot of people are even aware of some of the uh, statistics that I cited to you. Maybe they are. We've, we've tried to point out what we've done and, and how we compare and when you have a yawning gap, like we do now with the G four, that says you belong in the a five, you know, they, they call themselves the autonomy five, as you know, the the media likes to say power five, but we prefer these days to say a five. And, uh, you know the the whole power thing is, suggests that who's not anyone not in that group is not a power conference. When we stand on the podiums at the Final Four or you know uh, at, at a big bowl game that we've won against a top ten team, uh, to say you're not a power uh, team or a power conference is kind of silly. So we had a long discussion about what we're going to do and how we're going to deal. And we we're still you know we're we're still shadow boxing uh, Dan because we don't know. What the CFP, uh, you know, proposal will be, and how it will be vetted, uh, eventually we'll, we'll know. But that's the, as I said, that's the existential challenge. That's right before us, and it's going to determine our future for a long, long time, possibly. Because if this, this thing gets uh, extended and, uh, and and revamped and uh, you know expanded, which is you know potentially likely, then we're going to have to you know have a better uh, place in it or you know eight years of our work is kind of washed down the drain and we're just not going to let that happen it's been too too hard a road too great a struggle too much success uh and and we can't let that happen so the, the second thing is the a5 you know we want to be part of the autonomy group it's a it's a parallel challenge and we're making our points we're talking to anybody, you know, commissioners, presidents, we're making those points quietly, but we will, you know, we'll follow up on that. Uh, But it is less urgent right now in the sense that, you know, the, the CFP is upon us. You know, there's, there's something may well happen in the next several months. We don't know for sure. You know, there are probably those in the group who think we're moving too fast, but you know, and I know that, uh, there are some meetings coming up. Uh, and and so that's the more immediate challenge but it doesn't mean that we don't want to be at that autonomy table we should be at that table i think the outstanding work of our medical group was was a reflection of why they could have made a real contribution to those talks that were taking place among the uh, the a5 and maybe they could have uh, maybe they would have had a different maybe they would have made a difference with the pac-12 or the uh, big 10 i don't know but i'll tell you this we were tracking the myocarditis issue long before others uh, seemed to have been and when you know there was this uh you remember that almost panic about myocarditis or you know you know and the big 10 ultimately decided not to play i don't know if that was a huge issue or not for them it seemed to be we were tracking on that and we knew that it was not likely to be the kind of issue that should prevent you from playing that you could do the workups you could you know check on your student athletes you could make sure there were no issues uh b uh b uh b uh b uh and and yet you could monitor it and uh and so we we in the sec at the acc the big 12 decided to, to uh to move ahead. But our medical group was just outstanding. It's just one example of where we can make a contribution in that room and should make a contribution. We've got major schools and major markets. I didn't even get into the, all, you know, the non-competitive stuff, uh, Dan, we're in three of the top 10 markets in the country. We also are in, in, in the DC market through Navy, which, you know, is unofficial, but they that's really their market as well. Uh, in addition, we have, uh, you know, we're, we're, in 19% of, uh, of the country's uh, homes, we have, uh, you know, uh, tremendous you know, geographical reach. We have, you know, we've, we've got a tremendous TV deal that affords us great exposure. We've had, you know, you know, hundreds of games with over a million viewers. Uh, all these things really matter. And, uh, and that's why I think in the end, um, we, we should be in that A5 room. Uh, we've got big schools. UCS one of the biggest in the country in terms of enrollment. We've got important schools. We've got schools that have, you know, achieved a lot. And, and the last shouldn't be about A5, shouldn't it's about A5, shouldn't it's about A5, should not be static. You know, it should not be set in stone. There's got to be a path in. There has to be upward mobility. That's that's the American uh, way. The idea that you can achieve and you can move up. Uh, th- this notion that, uh, you know, you're stuck, you, that's unreasonable to, to, to you know, to be stuck in a position after you continue to achieve, 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 that's the whole point. And as it turned out, because we had some upheaval back in 2012, 11, 12, we were relegated from BCS status, which would have put us in this uh, a- A5, A6 group. Uh, we were relegated, and now we've, we've you know, clawed our way back, and we, we need to uh, you know, continue that fight and make sure that we get there. Uh, there have been a lot of skeptics, of course, uh, but I've always felt deep down that we would get there as long as we continue to achieve at a high level. And that's what we've continued to do.
1: Yeah, you know, and and, and that's that's the thing is kind of scraping away at it. And like you said, upward mobility, you know, the the American way, the American dream that's, you know, we don't, America has never cut itself off. You know, it's never said we will go this far and stop. You know, it's it's always been the, the goal to continue you know this country was built on piece by piece putting things together and so you know I, I definitely can appreciate the point of you know if the A5 you know aka the autonomous five if they if they exist then why can't there be an autonomous six why can't there be an expansion of that where are you at with that because I do want to get into the college football playoff stuff of course but <clears throat> where are you that where are you at with autonomy uh, the moves that you made as a conference for maybe you know some things that people don't know do you look like you're becoming an autonomy group are you mirroring the autonomy group and because it's a legislative thing where can you be in this when it has to be written into law so kind of bring me into what's going on with the conference what are the schools looking like in comparison to the autonomy group and you know legislatively where can you go with this
0: well, that's a good point because it is a legislative issue to be in the autonomy group. And incidentally, uh, we, we are in 19 million television households and it's 16 percent of the nation's television homes. I think I uh, I said 19 percent of the homes. It's 16 percent of the homes, but 19 million television households. And by the way, the combined population in our states is 110 uh, plus million and if you add some states where there's significant interest like new jersey for temple arkansas with memphis kentucky for cincinnati the number grows to so 126 million you know people in those states so you can see the broad reach we have uh yes you made a good point it's a legislative issue we would have to go to the mca council which we would plan to do we would have to then you know get approval of the board uh, of directors at the uh, at the uh you know uh division one level and and we think we can do that ultimately Uh, but that's that's the the process there the second though the parallel process is the CFP and that's separate Dan that's not a legislative thing it's it's completely separate from NCA governance right it's been set up by the CFP by the FBS uh, 10 conferences plus Notre Dame and and so consequently you fight through that on a different level and in a different way And that but that's i as i said earlier that's the more urgent challenge because that's how we're going to be known and that's how we're going to be branded and that's how we're going to be seen you know uh by the public by the media and and that's really our future it you know to put us in a better competitive position to generate more revenue we're not generating anywhere near the revenue we deserve especially with the huge gap between the g4 and us and and then finally i don't know what's going to happen with uh uh, the playoff, whether it's going to be, uh, whether the recommendation will be to stay at four, whether it'll be go to six, eight, 10, 12, 16, who knows at this point. And, and I'm not even going to make a prediction because nobody knows. You know, Luis Tiant once uh, there was some unusual things that had happened in baseball. We all know Luis Tiant, the great Red Sox pitcher. And they said, boy, that was pretty unexpected. And he said, well, in baseball, you don't know nothing. And, and that's the, tr- the truth in this, too. We don't know anything. We don't know what's going to happen but we we will be ready depending on what recommendations come out of uh, the working group to uh, to figure out what our position you know should be the the composition of of uh, let's say there is an expanded playoff the composition of it is very important and obviously i don't know whether there'll be automatic qualifiers or whether they'll be all at larges or a mixture no nobody knows at this point but whatever it is, we want to make sure that we're on, the you know, the same footing as the A5 because that's what we deserve. And and we've got to, as I said, exit one way or another, exit this, this group of five designation because it has been, uh, you know, very damaging to us in the sense that we have achieved, you know, you know, beyond those parameters, and really have, uh, you know, had to deal with with that branding, and and that, you know, that means you don't get the coverage you deserve. Sometimes you don't get the respect you deserve, especially with the committee. I don't think we've gotten the respect from the selection committee that we deserved. And you you know, you saw what happened with Cincinnati this past year. You saw how good they were. You saw them in the bowl game. Incidentally, they played that bowl game without five of their best players. You know, the two great, you know, all American um, defensive backs, uh, who uh, Ahmad Gardner uh, and. and and James Wiggins, who were both NFL. Uh, my Gardner will be probably a top draft pick, and and uh, James Wiggins was one, and uh, he didn't play, and, and neither did the center. He didn't make the trip. Our top running back did not play. You saw what the backup did. He had scored that touchdown, outran the whole Georgia team. We also, uh, unfortunately, in the first half, and it was our fault. You know, our, we lost our left tackle to uh, you know, a targeting penalty, and and, and that. We still ended up playing that game dead. took a 53-yard field goal. as time ran out to beat us, but also, uh, you know, we, we came close to, to wrapping it up there toward, toward the end and just didn't quite do it. But the point is Cincinnati was a really good team, and you saw two lost teams move ahead of them. You saw a team that, uh, you know, lost to a depleted you know, LSU team that didn't drop. Cincinnati would drop because they had a COVID issue. Uh, A&M had, had a COVID issue. They didn't drop. So uh, I, I do think that there is, you know, an issue of, of branding that affects how teams are viewed. And Cincinnati was a very, very good team. Uh, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll just have to keep fighting that battle. I mean, there's, I, I think the facts are clear. I think we have to make our case. No one's going to make it for us. And uh, we'll see where we go. You
1: know, and, and that's the thing. Speaking here with the commissioner, of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside the Cafe Kubal Studios. Those college football playoff spring meetings uh, that we kind of were were you know talking about just a little bit here, a little a little preview into it. The the fact that we could see as many as a 16 team playoff right now, there are four. Uh, we could see that there there's a there's five possibilities: a uh, six, eight, 10, 12, or sixteen. I know that you said that you're not going to prognosticate what it would be, but what do you think? I mean, if you were sitting within the group and you could expand to 6, ten, twelve, 10, 12, or 16, what are you comfortable with, Mike? What do you think would be a good approach to college football, having been around the collegiate athletic world for so long?
0: You know, you know, Dan, i, I got to be careful here. Uh, I, I do think expansion would, would be good for the game. Uh, and you know we we could certainly live with eight or twelve if that's what you know the the working group says we don't know what it's going to say we just don't know but we think expansion is probably the best chance that we have of of you know having a, an opportunity to play in it and to uh you know to be relevant you know nationally when it comes to this kind of thing so we'll see uh but again i i don't know what they're going to do at this point we just don't know uh and regardless though, the 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 issue becomes whatever they do, we want to be again viewed as as essentially an a six. and And I think that's something that again, we've earned. I think we you know it's it's interesting uh, you know and again, i don't I don't cite these statistics that disparage other conferences, but we were ranked the head of the highest uh, you know pac twelve team on occasion. We've had more teams in the final polls than some of those. Uh, you know, A5 conferences, uh, three of them, you know, over the years. Um, We were obviously ranked ahead of of the highest-ranked Pac-12 team this year. You know, we've had as many teams as some of those in the final CFP rankings. Um, You know, I can go on and on. Um, And we have a a winning record against one of the A5 conferences. And we have, you know, if you take our our, our top teams, we have – outstanding records against the a5 conferences and you know i I mentioned the uh you know the the nfl draft picks we had actually more more selections you know in 2017 than in the big 12 this year we had two two first round selections and one of those a5 conferences didn't have any i could go on and on but but this conference has achieved now you know to some extent change is sometimes hard to process for people and we you know if you look back uh, the pedigree of our school we've got some schools that have played some great football over the years but we also have some some newcomers uh that are powerful like UCF yeah. and uh and Memphis uh Memphis has had some sporadic success over the years but you look at you look at our league and you see a team like uh You know, UCF with all the potential in the world, and it's realized some of it. And then you look at a USF and you look at at others. You look at the history of East Carolina football, and they've been down a little bit. But, you know, they won't stay down. Then you look at Cincinnati. You look at Houston and what they've done. The depth in this league it's not just a one-horse league you know this this has been another, tulsa is a very good team you know they do it with without necessarily the, the, the large student body the resources that other teams have but they they get it done and they've been a, a they they really had a tremendous team this year you know zayvon collins didn't play in their bowl game that was a factor for that but other than that they had a great season and took cincinnati right to the limit in our championship game so if you look at um you know, the depth and the quality of the league, it's there. But, you know, you, you don't necessarily have, you know, uh, teams that immediately get the attention, you know, like a, uh, you know, a Michigan and Ohio State and Alabama, you know, and, and it's sometimes assumed that, well, Cincinnati isn't going to be able, or you know, our top teams won't play with them. Well, that's been proven wrong. Georgia was really, once they got uh, JT Daniels at quarterback, you know, they were as good as any team in the SEC. And you saw what happened in the bowl game, you saw what happened against auburn which had beaten both georgia and alabama the two teams that played in the championship game and what ucf did in that game you saw what uh, houston did with a, a number eight florida state in 2015 you saw what uh you know houston did against oklahoma and louisville in 2016 those were both top i think top three teams when they when they played them and, And Houston won both of those games uh, decisively. UCF against Baylor was supposed to lose by 20 points. I think they were the biggest underdog in the history of the BCS. And they scored 52 points and and, and pounded Baylor, uh, which was uh, running away with the Big 12 and scoring 30, 40 points a game and, and winning all their games big. Uh, so we've always uh, performed in, in these in Memphis. You know, even when we lose, Memphis gave Penn State all they wanted a few years ago. A tremendous game, and uh, and also played without their, their right tackle and the great tight end uh, who at the last minute you know couldn't play. And then we uh, we had another performance. UCF against uh, uh, LSU it was an eight point game, and uh, you know it was a three point game at the half. UCF had the early lead, and again they didn't have Mackenzie Milton. Mackenzie Milton were on that field, and there were some opt-outs, you know, on uh, you know with LSU, but they were still a powerful team. And so we've we've held our own, and I, I always say our top teams are as good as anyone's. And you have to look ahead. You have to the, the way I'll close uh, the, this part of the discussion, Dan, is you know Mike Slive, the late Mike Slive, uh, the late great Mike Slive. You know, was a good friend and. I was you know, I've done some serious radio and some, you know, some I don't a lot of Paul Feinbaum lately. But at the time, it was a serious segment. And I was talking about how this this isn't your grandfather's temple. It isn't your grand, you know, Look what they did under Matt rule. Not your grandfather's Memphis, you know, not your grandfather's uh, other teams. And, and Mike uh, called me and said, by the way, I happen to be driving and I heard you on serious radio saying that. And he said, you should keep keep saying it because it's true. He said, those teams are not what they once were. And that really is really important. And he said, I had those teams in Conference USA. Remember, Mike was Conference USA commissioner for a number of years before he became SEC commissioner. And he said, they are not the same now. You know, they have a renewed commitment. They have, you know, uh, have really done a lot to improve their situation. And that's why this notion of upward mobility is is really important. You know, you have to have uh, the ability to, to move forward. You know, you can't have a situation where you're arbitrarily excluded and you you show that uh, you've done what you need to do, you've achieved. Uh, it's it's just profoundly wrong to have that much achievement and, and to get nowhere with it. And, and, you know, as I said earlier, upward mobility and opportunity are hallmarks of the American experience. You know, they're what we've always, as a country, been about. And times change, circumstances change. Uh, they changed dramatically against us eight, eight or nine years ago with all the conference realignment. But they've now gone the other way, and they've changed dramatically for us. So this autonomy group status has to be dynamic. You know, it, it can't be set in stone, and you, you can't freeze the membership. And that's the point we're going to make pretty, uh, pretty loudly. And uh, we'll see where we go with
1: it. Yeah, you know, we look at the working group that will be, you know, sitting with this, <clears throat> and in the opportunity that This could happen, uh, and, and that's working group being a uh, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, Notre Dame AD Jack Swarbrick, and uh, Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson. <clears throat> thoughts on you know that that group working together because I know you have relationships around the collegiate athletic world. So, you know, thoughts on kind of the task that that group has and, and what these, these uh, gentlemen will really have to be dealing with as this is no minor issue by any stretch of the imagination. There's name, image, and likeness and all these other things going on. But the slightest, the the, the most minuscule conversation about the college football playoff gets a lot of reaction from people because people are constantly looking at expansion. So uh, what can you say about this working group and the task that they have to try to figure out what's going to work as we're within a contract that's supposed to depart in 2025 but there's the notion that maybe things could be altered here before then just what you could say about uh, this group and 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 what's on their shoulders right now
0: well you know first of all whatever they do will not be the last word you know this is just a working group it's going to make some recommendations and then the entire group will have a chance to vet it and by the way the entire group has has been involved in this over the years we've talked a lot about this uh quietly in, in meetings over the years and, and, uh, uh, you know, Bill Hancock and CFP set up this, this working group, but, uh, whatever they do will, will be subject to serious vetting. And, uh, you know, we don't, as I said, we don't know what, you know, they're going to do Now, granted. When you come up with a, a proposal, it gets a lot of publicity and it gets a lot of attention and you know, takes on kind of a life of its own, but, um, they they'll be, first of all, whatever happens this is a complicated issue uh, there are those who think maybe we're moving too fast others you know feel we should go ahead full speed ahead but remember uh, you've got those contract bowl games sitting there and you got to figure that out you'd have to figure out schedules and, and all sorts of other things in addition you uh, you know you really have uh you know uh, a situation where you know the um, the conferences have to, you know, decide whether, you know, they, they're, they're comfortable with, with, you know, how this thing is, is playing out. So uh, there, there's a lot going on and, you, and I haven't even mentioned TV, you know, you, you don't go to TV until you have a plan, obviously. So yeah. nobody's done anything in that regard, but TV will have, you know, our, our friends at ESPN will have a large say in this, especially if anything is done within the term of, uh, of the current, the current, uh, contract and then but but as i said earlier it's it's really a very serious matter for us as it is for other conferences because you know who knows i don't this was a 12-year deal so we've been you know we and we've been stuck in this g5 thing now for seven years It'll be the eighth year and and that's really had an impact on us so we we obviously know what you know a long-term deal can do if you're not in the right position and so we're going to take it as, you know as seriously and, and as uh, you know, and we're going to deal with it as aggressively as we possibly can, knowing that our future is is at stake uh, and if you don't continue to ascend, if you don't continue to improve, you know you can always go the, the wrong direction, you, know, you can start regressing. so we don't the last thing we want to do is have to have that happen and uh, you, know, you know you've seen some of the a5 conferences have, have struggled and, and we, we know that uh, you know we're not immune to, to anything that might happen, but we also know that we've got an aspirational group that is making enormous progress on all levels, and has as we have a new TV deal, as you know, and it, it gives us the resources now to do what we need to do. We don't have to have uh, as much money as the uh, the A five to compete with them. We've we've proven that. We proved it when we were getting almost nothing from our other TV deal. I mean, we built this conference, uh, Dan, when we were getting a, a, just a tiny bit of money from uh, from TV, but we had the exposure. And we were able to get in front of the country and play these great games and have, you know, Temple almost beat Notre Dame in primetime on ABC and win these big bowl games in front of huge audiences. You know, the, the Georgia, we didn't win this one, but the Georgia-Cincinnati game, and everybody saw how competitive Cincinnati was, uh, that game had almost nine million viewers. It was the second. It was the highest-rated game outside the two playoff games, uh, and that tells you something. And we had, you know, great audiences for UCF, Auburn, and other games where we have performed and we've won. Yeah. And so we had the ability to uh, to make our mark. And without that, we wouldn't have. But now we've got the resources, and as uh, you know, I've pointed out, uh, you don't you don't have to have the same TV deal that the A5 have to be part of that group. Uh, because if that were the case, there'd be an A2 because the SEC and the Big Ten are so far ahead of everybody else, you wouldn't even have an A5. It'd be an A2. And that's not the way it is. And it doesn't have to be either. And, and in our case, we've got, you know, you know the number. It's a big number. I, I don't mention it publicly, but everybody knows what it is. And that deal has helped us. We also have a you know a, a separate deal for the CBS Sports Network for Navy, which is in our conference we also have, you know, an Army Navy deal. We also have, you know, a, a separate basketball deal, which um, other G four conferences I don't think have. And so, and that's with CBS, the main network. So we've got what we need now, and and that's why I think we will continue to to achieve. You know, we we got that that hunger, that aspiration. Uh, our recruiting has improved each year. Uh, everybody's going to be wrestling Dan with the transfer portal and the uh, you know the. the, the the abolition of the year in residency that's going to have you know potentially an impact nobody's yet sure what that impact's going to be but it's probably going to affect a5 conferences as well as ours yeah uh nil will have an impact we're not sure that's the wild west at this point we're not sure what's going to happen with, with recruiting and, and retention of players with nil hard to say how uh, it's going to affect camaraderie in the locker room mm-hmm. nobody knows but those are the kinds of things that uh we're going to keep keeping our eye on. But in the end, uh, you know, it's up to us to continue to achieve. And I think we will.
1: Speaking here with the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco. Mike, before I let you go, uh, if there was to be an expansion, here are some of the potential ways that it would look. And I'd love to get your thoughts on the, you know, hypothetically speaking, top five teams as selected by the committee, plus a guaranteed group of five spots, which they're currently including the American in right now or there's a top six teams as selected by the committee with no guaranteed spot for the group of five, or there's power five champions plus an at-large team, or power five champions plus the highest ranked group of five champion. Thoughts on those models that would be modeled around if there were to be like six, so to speak. Uh, What do you think of those models that would include a, a highest ranked group of five champion, where you would have to you know, be the team that won your, your conference, or if there was a guaranteed group of five spot where no matter what, there was going to be somebody there, or if it's just the top six or an at-large, what are your thoughts on on those kind of different uh, ways to look at the expansion?
0: Well, Dan, it's probably better that I don't get into the, you know, the, the actual specifics. Let, let's see what the uh, the working group comes up with. But I can tell you this, uh, the notion that the g5 spot we think that should be our spot and 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 if the g4 can get a spot too more power to them but we think that that we should get a spot period you know if, if all we end up with is the same situation we've had with the g5 uh, even if if there is some level of, of access i mean there's access now right you know uh, yes. it's just a question of we haven't, haven't been able to convince the committee that we're in the top four even though i thought we had some teams that were worthy of it uh we don't. We don't. We just don't want to be held back by this branding, this G5 business, and uh, it's just not. It hasn't worked uh, fairly for us because we're not really part of that group. I don't think we ever were, but we were. We, we were unfortunately relegated to it, and we had to deal with it, and we've had to deal with it for a long time now. So uh, I don't like it. I don't like the designation. I've said it many times, and I'll say it, and I'll say it in the room, too. I don't have any problem with saying it in the room because the gap between us and, and the G4 is enormous. Now, again, you know, it doesn't make you a popular guy in the room with, with the G4. Uh, but, again, we, we were the ones relegated last time. It happened to us, you know, and, and we, we couldn't, uh, you know, uh, fight back effectively, you know, eight or nine years ago. And uh, now you know the shoes on the other foot in terms of what we've accomplished and what we've done, and uh, we just have to figure out a way to uh, to be with with the other group. If in fact there are groups, if if everything levels out and there's no, no longer any groups and everybody's on some kind of equal footing, that's fine too. The question then would be, okay, what's the composition of the selection committee so that we don't you know you don't have a situation where you know you you don't get you know get, get a fair shake from the committee, and I and I. I, I never criticize that committee you know, personally. I think they've got great people and, and they try to do a good job. Uh, but I do think that inherent in this is this this whole issue of branding. And, and I, I, you know, I saw it last year. I saw it the year before. I saw the way we're ranked. You know, you, you, you find two, three, four loss. You know, uh, P five teams ranked ahead of our teams, uh, and it doesn't seem to happen when uh, it's a, a G five team. You know, I mean, you know, a team that that plays, I won't single out teams, but teams that play a weaker schedule than we do, but might only have one loss or, or no losses, ends up ranked ahead of some of our teams. Clearly, uh, it clearly, it might have happened a few years ago with a two-loss Cincinnati team that destroyed BC in the bowl game. It clearly was better than any, I think, better than any other G5 team, even though they lost to Memphis in our championship game. But they weren't necessarily going to be ranked ahead of those teams. And to me, that doesn't happen when it's a G, a, a, you know, a P5 team. I just want to see consistency and fairness and, and, and an acknowledgement that we're a strong league and that we play really you know, good football and uh, ultimately uh, we can hold our own. Uh, so that, that would, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I don't know what kind of proposal is going to come forward. Uh, we really have to wait and see. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting uh, few months, Dan, no yeah, question. Indeed
1: yeah, you know and you'll you'll have the chance you know to to be around this eventually uh, in the not too distant future, you'll have the opportunity to be around this. so just what you can say about that. I mean, uh, the, the presentation of some potential ideas is is going to be coming up here within the next, you know, little bit, next few weeks and whatnot. The summer could be very busy as the commissioners get set to converge in, in a couple different ways. Uh, what can you say to that, knowing that, you know, this is, this is a, you know, very potentially uh, big, big summer for the American Athletic Conference as well as for the future of college football?
0: It is, and I think we have to wait wait and see at this point. You know, we'll, we'll keep our, our powder dry, as they say. You know, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, it's going to be, uh, as you said, you know, an interesting period. Uh, but I think you have to, as I said, we've been shadow boxing a bit. You really have to see what uh, is put forward, and then uh, there'll be, fortunately, uh, time to debate it and a uh, time to have the conferences weigh in, the coaches weigh in. And obviously the media and the public will, will weigh in. And it's, it's important uh, because, uh, in terms of uh, the sports scene because college football has really become the second most popular sport to the NFL, period. I mean, you look at the college football playoff ratings and they're higher than the NBA playoffs or higher than the baseball World Series. Who would have ever thought that 20 or 30 years ago? Uh, but they're, they're really uh, strong ratings. People do care. People around the country care. Uh, And which is good. It's good that they care. I mean, they should, you should, if you don't have that kind of passion, then the sport doesn't have that kind of, uh, you know, following and, and it does. And so consequently, this will be closely watched. Uh, there'll be a lot of controversy, I'm sure. Uh, and other conferences will have their own views about the world and how it should look. And that's why, you know, you get in a room and you try to hammer it out. And if you don't, then, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen down the road, but, uh, it's going to be an interesting, um, you know, summer and and fall, and and I don't know. Again, we don't know what's going to, what's going to happen. And it's always possible that uh, there'll be strong sentiment to keep it at four. I, I tend not to think so, but what do I know? We'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, you know the uh, the FBS commissioners. Obviously, uh, you being a part of that, we'll meet June seventeenth and eighteenth at the uh, tail end of the annual Collegiate Commissioners Association meeting. And then following that, there will be a commissioner's meeting with the College Football Playoff Board of Managers in Dallas, Texas, uh, not too far from Irving, where the American Athletic now calls home For its uh, base to uh, operate for operations. So, uh, Mike, uh, really quick before I let you go here uh, to kind of go with the conversation of of the A5 and the G4 that puts you in the middle uh, with this American Athletic Conference right now trying to get into the autonomous and separate from from the group of. Uh, do you feel in that way that you're a man on an island, and and if you do, how do you function within that? You know, you respect the A five, you respect the G four, you have obviously respect for your product of the American, but do you feel like a man on an island right now in a transitionary period? How do you see it?
0: Well, you can feel that way, and I've felt that way over the years now because uh, because we're, we are caught in the middle, uh, and you know we're we're struggling to to uh, get to a, another level and 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 that has an impact on the, the the other four and by the way the other four can be doing exactly what we're doing it's just that we we've, we we've, you know we've, we've had the achievements you know we're the four years in a row now we've been on new year's day and we've had these top 10 teams we've we've done what we needed to do uh but yeah i, I do sometimes feel alone in this but that's fine uh we just have to fight for our position i get along personally with everyone uh and we're all friends but in the room, you know, you have to fight for, uh, you know, Jim Delaney and I were friends, even though, and Mike's live, and, and Mike said, you know, we didn't always see eye to eye. I didn't like what happened to us eight or nine years ago, but I but I had to accept it. And uh, ultimately now there might be a situation that arises similar to that. Uh, but we're all, we're all friends, uh, but we all understand. I think the other four understand where I'm coming from, and I think if they were in my position, they might well be doing what I'm doing. I don't know if, I, you know. I, I think there's no question that uh, you have to, uh, you know, do what's what's right for your your uh, organization. And, and that's what's essentially happened. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's lonely at times, certainly in the room. And uh, you just have to uh, work it through. It doesn't, it's, um, I mean, that's really all you can say about it. Is it yeah, it can be uh, tough when you're caught in a crossfire and you're in the middle. But uh, on the other hand, uh, you can persuade and you can take a position and fight for that position and ultimately we'll see where it goes.
1: You know, and and during your annual meeting, uh, separate from uh, kind of what we just spoke about, but uh, but staying with the American and staying with upward mobility. Just what you could say about the appointments to conference committees and maybe, um, you know, what you would like to say about the different people that within this annual meeting, effective June 4th, were, were put into their appointments inside of the conference.
0: Well, we've got a great group. Uh, you know, David Rudd did a terrific job as our chair, uh, and he's now transitioned off. We have two-year terms. And Neville Pinto of Cincinnati is, is also terrific. We'll take over as chair. And vice chair will be Mike Fitz uh, of Tulane and Mike has been a uh, really strong strong advocate you know in our conference uh, he'll be the vice chair in addition Renu Torres, is our NCAA board rep and she does you know a great job and she's been very very aggressive on our behalf in, in that in that forum David Rudd had been on the presidential forum so we're well represented within the NCAA as well uh, Michael Kelly is is chair of our ad group and he's he's terrific as is Chris Besman who is the uh, ad at houston he's our vice chair and we've added some presidents to our audit committee we've added some presidents to our, our uh, you know our executive committee so it's it's a great group we have uh, and, and gerald uh, turner i don't want to leave out gerald because he is our rep on the uh, you know management uh, uh group of the uh, you know cfp so he, he, as you know each fps conference has a presidential rep and uh, gerald is ours and they're the ones ultimately that will you know make make these decisions and, and gerald is uh, is knowledgeable and as you know uh as well respected as anyone out there you know he was years ago was uh you know president of old miss and very active in the night commission and he's been president of smu for a long time and look at what they're doing now it's done a phenomenal job there so we've got uh you know great great group and uh you know, we have, uh, as I said too, you know, it doesn't get the attention because again, so much of this is about football, yeah. but basketball is very good in this conference. Extremely good. Uh, and we've hired, uh, you know, a new basketball, you know, uh, person, Brian Thornton, who's absolutely great. He does most men's and women's basketball. He's done a great job and we're going to bulk up there and do some hiring as well. Uh, but also we, um, you know we we want to focus and make sure we're really good in everything uh, football basketball women's basketball you know, olympic sports and that's as you know Dan you, you want to be well rounded and that's what I what I think we are and uh, we've got you know a tremendous group of uh, SWAs you know senior women administrators who really helped us you know go and get organized and, and and be be a really a powerful conference in in all sports so uh, again uh Great, great ADs group. I can't mention everybody. Uh, Troy Dannon is our, our football oversight representative. Uh, you know, and that's uh, you know a really important job. And you know, and then we've got Chet Ladchuk at Navy, who, as you know, has been around a long time and really, really knowledgeable person. But I can't mention everybody. But it's uh, I'm very, very happy with the group we have, and I'm happy to represent them. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's also a, a real responsibility to, to represent this this group and try to get them to where they want
1: to be. Yeah, and final point here with the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco, on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside the Cafe Kubal Studios. Got to ask, I know we've talked about it before, you have 12 teams that are currently with 12 schools that are in the American Athletic, Wichita State, in every sport except for football, Navy there for football only. Is the ear still to the ground at the thought of potentially – as we talk about upward mobility and the American dream, is there thoughts that the American could dream bigger? And and is, is there still the open conversation of looking to ever expand the conference?
0: Uh, we, we've, we've talked about it from time to time. It's really on the back burner. That's, that's, I probably should leave it at that. We don't really have any plans to expand. We're really happy with 11. We've got strong 11 strong football schools, 11 strong basketball schools. As you know, we have Wichita State. Uh, we have Navy and football only. Yeah. Uh, we don't really feel we need, need to expand. If if the opportunity arises where a team can really, you know, add to our brand and, and it makes sense on, on other levels, then we would at least consider it. But right now, uh, it's completely on the back burner. We're really focused on uh, on getting where we need to go on the CFP and the A5.
1: That coming from Mike Oresco. Mike, as always, I appreciate it. Appreciate uh, you being open to discussion on all different topics and uh, and really breaking things down. And as always, you know what you bring to the table here at uh, at Wake Up Call is uh, being real, being honest, and and really talking about the things that matter to the conference, that matter to you as its commissioner, and the goals that you have moving forward, and not shying away from the conversations, and really never beating around the bush, and directly looking at the topics that you would like to see addressed and discussed, and. I, I very much appreciate the fact that you uh, make time for my show, as well as the fact that you uh, you speak about the things that are very pertinent to the time. So, as always, I do thank you for that, and it never goes unnoticed.
0: Well, thanks, Dan. really appreciate it. Uh, you, you're always knowledgeable. And you're always uh, you know you always ask great questions. you know you obviously follow these these matters, and uh, you've all also over the years been fair to the conference. I don't expect people to, uh, to just, uh, uh, you know, agree with everything, you know, we say or, or do, you know, uh, people have their own opinions, uh, but you've always been, I think you've looked at things objectively and, and looked at our conference, uh, in a fair manner. And I appreciate being on with you because it's always a good, you know, good discussion A really, uh, you know, uh, I would say it's a, a, a varied and, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, discussion that hits the main points so i I really appreciate you know having a chance to talk to you from time to time and hope you and your family and all your listeners stay well if everybody can get vaccinated and get beyond this pandemic it's still not quite over we're obviously optimistic looking forward to uh you know the you know summer and fall and again thanks for having me dan appreciate it
1: absolutely make sure you uh Enjoy the nice weather, and hopefully we'll be able to do something with the American down in Texas soon uh, with with uh, a hopeful future looking brighter than, uh, than the days that we've had here in these uh, last few months. So stay safe as always, and I'll look forward to talking with you soon.
0: Thanks, Dan. You take care. Bye now. Take care.